everyone. You're listening to From the City Desk. I'm Hannah Purdy. Halloween is just a week away, and as you're scrambling to get your costumes together and get ready for the big night, we wanted to take the chance to share some safety information with you from the Kingsport Police Department. I have with me today Tom Patton, who is the Public Information Officer from the Police Department. So welcome, Tom. Thanks for having me. So if you could start and just tell me what you do for the police department, what's your role? Well, my job is the public information officer. Uh, It also has uh, many other titles, such as community relations and crime prevention officer. But basically, it's my job to represent the department in the eyes of the community and to try to to interact with the community to see what their needs are, um, how we can help address those needs, but also provide uh, critical information in, in the times of critical incidents or, or you know, wanted suspects, uh, weather emergencies, things like that. It's my job to interact with the public, the media, and just the community at large. You're here to, today to talk to me about Halloween safety. Do you like Halloween? Is that a fun holiday? Well, you know, my birthday is during the month of October, so it's always been a been a you know one of my favorite holidays. That's fun. Uh, but, uh, you know, it doesn't uh, – I'm, I'm more of a uh, – uh, Thanksgiving food guy than a, than a Halloween food guy. Oh, me can, too. Can, yeah, I, I like I like meat and potatoes better than candy, but <laughs> but uh, but still, it's it's a fun holiday and certainly it's great for the kids. You know, when growing up, it's always one they look forward to. Oh yeah, I mean, you get to dress up and go get free candy, but it it presents some some odd safety problems because you know you have a bunch of people out in in costumes wandering around in the dark. You you know things things can happen. Things have happened. Things might happen. What? From the police department's perspective, is the best way to go about staying safe. Well, you know, Halloween's kind of a a two-edged sword. You know, we tell we tell kids year-round, and I do programs for child safety, you know, throughout the year, and we tell these kids uh, stay away from strangers, don't go to strangers' houses, don't take candy from strangers. We're telling them this eleven months out of the year, and then in October we say, hey, dress up in a costume and and go out at night and prowl around the neighborhood and and knock on strangers' doors and take candy from strangers. So, you know, it's easy for an adult to differentiate between the two, but it's hard for a child to differentiate between the two because we're sending them one message 11 months out of the year. Then during the month of October, we're saying, just forget all that stuff we told you and and do this. And so so I guess one thing that at, at the Kingsport Police Department specifically, we really endorse as an alternative to traditional door-to-door trick-or-treating, we like the fall festivals and trunk-or-treat events uh, that are held, and those are becoming even more and more popular than ever before. And uh, if you if you look, there's there's all kinds of them being held at various churches, various community organizations, businesses, even some cities and communities hold these types of events. But they're a lot of fun. They have um, a lot of food. They have music. They have games. They have uh, costume contests. All kinds of stuff. But they're and they have the the trick or treating. But they typically go from from booth to booth or or car trunk to car trunk, uh, set up in a parking lot. And it's all cordoned off with with barricades to make sure traffic can't get in. Um, it's well lit, um, and so it's just a safer environment overall than this going through a neighborhood to strangers' doors in the middle of the night, you know, sort of thing. Right. So what is it specifically about a trunk or treat that you guys think is, is safer? Well, the main thing is is the uh, the setting. Uh, again, so instead of instead of going around a neighborhood, uh, basically walking the, the streets, because most neighborhoods don't have sidewalks. So the, instead of walking on city streets after dark or near dark, 
they're in a very well-lit parking lot. And that, that's the big thing. Uh, the other thing is, you know, none of the, when they're doing door-to-door trick-or-treating, none of those individual residents have been vetted for safety or security yet in a trunk-or-treat or a fall festival. That's usually by a reputable community organization that's respected and, and known to be a, a safe place. So, so that's just the main thing is just the environment itself. Right. There's a lot more to do at them. Uh, it's it's not you know rather than just going door to door and saying trick or treating, getting candy. They can have the costume contest. They have music. They have food, games. I mean, they, they usually have cornhole set up, and and uh, you know sometimes they'll have the jumping tents and the you know different different things like that. So it's just a big big activity. A lot more to do and things for the parents to do as well uh, while the kids are having the fun with the with the trick or treating. Right. It's a whole party instead exactly. of just just candy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Some people hearing all that are still going to want to give their kids that classic Halloween experience of going to a door and knocking on the doors and saying trick or treat. How should they stay safe? What are some tips for those people? Well, and, and that's fine if people want to do traditional door-to-door trick-or-treating. And, of course, we get calls every year, uh, when is Halloween this year? Well, Halloween's on Halloween. you know. <laughs> and you know, p- people think that the city of Kingsport somehow, you know, Waves its magic wand and says when Halloween is, but uh, typically it's on it's on the day itself. Sometimes they will kind of make suggestions on a better day if it falls on a on a school night that like a sunny night they might do it the Saturday before um, things like that. But traditionally it's held on Halloween this year. It's on a Thursday, so there's no reason not to do it on a Thursday. And as far as times, generally it's in the you know seven o'clock to to nine o'clock range. Uh, some people uh, are five, five to late, you know, seven or six to nine, something like that. But generally, you know, an, an hour before to an hour after uh, sundown is when, when most people do their trick-or-treating. And of course, the thing about that is that's one of the most dangerous times to drive for visibility because a lot of people, maybe they haven't quite turned their headlights on. Um, if they don't have automatic headlights, they think, well, it's not quite dark enough, um, so it's harder to see. Um, and, you know, when things are completely dark, it's actually easier to see than, than when it's almost dark. You know, you'll notice that at, at twilight and, you know, dusk and dawn conditions, it can be very hard to see things. Uh, so uh, so I guess when they're doing neighborhood trick-or-treating, the main thing is uh, we as as drivers and, and adults who may not be participating in trick-or-treating that are driving through that neighborhood, we need to be very aware that, there, hey, there's probably kids walking around um, and, and kids are very unpredictable. Uh, and, you know, we talk about that during back-to-school times. Uh, that kids are unpredictable. They don't. They don't always know the rules. Even if they do know the rules, they don't always follow the rules. Uh, they may dart out between two parked cars. They may not use crosswalks. You know, they just make sudden movements. And, uh, and we as drivers need to be aware that that's probably going on on Halloween around around sundown. So if you're out there walking on foot with your children, what what are some things you can try to do to help? help them stay safe? Well, for one, make sure we obey the rules of the road. And, and of course, if there are sidewalks, use them. Stay out of the road as best you can. If there's not, stay over at the edge of the road and walk facing to- facing toward traffic, not with your back to it. The, the costumes themselves uh, can go a long way. We don't want the children to be in a costume that completely blocks their visibility. We don't want the child to be in a costume that uh, they can trip over. Uh, so we want to make sure that they're, they're hemmed enough that they're not tripping over them. Uh, we want to have the costume to be as visible as possible. Obviously, uh, a really dark colored costume is going to be harder to see than a lighter colored costume. And uh, you can actually add things to the costume to make them easier to see, whether it be glow sticks or reflective tape. Uh, things like that. And of course, you know, we encourage the children to carry a flashlight of some sort as well. So anything you can do to make them more visible and just make sure that they can see as well, because, you know, if they're wearing masks, it can be hard for them to see dangers as well. Uh, But yeah, just getting the kids to make sure that they're crossing at crosswalks, 
you know, staying together in groups, staying with an adult, especially if they're younger, uh, all those things come into play. Is there like an age where kids would be okay to go trick-or-treating on their own, or do you always recommend a parent comes? Well, that's kind of up to the uh, up to the parent. Uh, of course, right. the, the, I, I guess the problem is uh, around the time that they're probably old enough to go trick-or-treating on their own is also around the time when they might become a little bit more mischievous. Mm. Uh, so, so while they may not need... Um, uh, supervision from a safety standpoint, they might need a, su- a little supervision from a mi- mischievousness standpoint. So, uh, so again, you know, we, we, we encourage it to have that, that adult factor in any of the groups. And of course, and if they're, if they're older than that, then uh, they probably don't need to be trick or treating anyway. So, uh, you know, there, there is a, there is a limit when, when adult adults don't need to be wearing masks, period. There's actually a city ordinance against wearing adults wearing masks in the city. So, so unless they're at a, a closed party, um, some kind of costume contest at a closed event. Uh, they're not supposed to be wearing masks, like walking around on the city streets. Is there anything that people who are handing out candy from their homes can do to help with safety? Well, for one, if you want to participate in, in Halloween as a as a homeowner, you need to you know turn a light on. If you don't want to participate, turn your light off. Again, that's not a written rule. It's kind of a, a tradition that's been passed down. But generally speaking, you know, you know, we as parents will tell kids, hey, that light's on. So we think they probably are accepting trick-or-treaters or that light's off. So they're probably not. Um, and that's a good rule of thumb to go by. As far as the candy you select, it's better to have pre-packaged, individual packaged items. Uh, we don't want things that, that are not sealed. Uh, certainly don't want to have homemade items. It's not really, you know, if you want to make a homemade item for your grandchild or, or something like that, that's fine. But as far as giving away to complete strangers, it's better to have store-bought things that are sealed in individual packaging. The other thing is sometimes homeowners will um, kind of participate in the in the costume experience as well. They, they may want to dress up or, or decorate their uh, their front porch in a certain way to, to you know with the with the theme and just just be careful not to unnecessarily frighten the really young children with, with whatever the theme you go with. Right. Yeah. We don't want scared kids running around. <laughs> right. And the other thing is uh, pets. Uh, pets are pets are a big factor on Halloween. Uh, it's usually best not to have your pets outside on Halloween because there's a lot of strangers coming and going through yards. Um, if you so, you know, either have them secured in a fenced-in yard or, or inside. Uh, and if they are inside um, and they're aggressive at all, we don't want them to to you know, as people are coming to the door, we probably best to put them in a room away from the door that way, so they don't escape or or maybe bite somebody or something like that. Now, what about like traveling from street to street? I've seen people who like will get back in the car and drive to another street, or just walk the whole way. Is is there a, a better or worse option there? Well, we see a lot of people who may, maybe they live in a neighborhood or an area that's not conducive to trick or treating. Maybe they don't have a lot of. Uh, um, maybe they live in a very rural area with houses not real close together, and so they want to come to a more traditional neighborhood where they can go house to house, and that's fine. Um, but uh, what we see is, is that, like you just mentioned, we see the the, the car load of, of kids coming, and the, the the car stops, and the kids get out. Uh, it's better to go ahead and find a place to park that car, and then do the trick or treating on foot rather than then you know move the car and load up the kids unload load up and unload because what we end up with is is uh, the drivers of those cars are actually violating the rules of the road and creating hazards uh, they're they're stopping in the roadway waiting in the traffic lane there and uh, that can cause issues as well and of course the kids you know jumping in and out of cars there's always a risk of a child being run over and that that sort of situation Right. It's better just have less cars on the road in general. Right. Just you know, find find a parking lot or, or a legal place to park uh, in that neighborhood, park the car, and then do the trick-or-treating on foot, and then come back to the car later. So once you've collected all of your candy and you're back home with it, 
safety's not over yet. You still you still got a couple things to look out for. What, right. what else should people be looking out for? Well, uh, the parents need to tell their children, don't eat any of the candy along the way. Wait till you get home. Um, if you know, make sure you know, send them out with a full belly. Get feed them supper first. Get, you know, go and give them dessert, whatever. Send them out with a full belly so they won't be tempted to try the candy. And just tell the kids, wait till you get home so we can inspect the candy in a well lit area. Of course, you know they're out there in the dark. They don't know what they're eating. Uh, get it back to the house, you know, spread it all out on a table. First thing you want to look for is, is, is anybody who's going to consume any of this candy, do they have any allergies? You know, whether it's a, a you know, coconut allergy, a nut allergy, um, you know, all, all kinds of issues that, uh, that people can have gluten allergies, things like that. So make sure that there's nothing in there that can be, that can make the person sick. And then uh, make sure all the candy is, is properly packaged. If the seal is broken on anything, go ahead and discard it. You should have plenty. If you have to throw out one or two pieces, there should be plenty more. Um, so if anything's been open, uh, anything homemade, again, unless you know specifically who gave it to you and that they're a trusted source, I, I would I would steer clear of that. And and then of course you know the after that is uh, you know proportions. You know we we don't want we don't want kids eating you know thirty five pounds of candy at one sitting because it can obviously make them sick. Yeah, that's not good for you. <laughs> yeah, so it's like not, not not good for you under any circumstance, especially as we get older. So I know there were a couple years ago. I remember seeing news stories about people finding like dangerous things in the candy themselves, like razor blades and stuff. Is that something people need to be worried about at all? Or I, I would say they shouldn't be worried about it, um, but they should be aware of the possibility. Um, I, I can tell you that uh, I've been with the Kingsport Police Department now for nearly 25 years, and I don't know of anything local ever happening uh, to that effect here in Kingsport. Uh, it doesn't mean it couldn't. It doesn't mean it hadn't happened other places. But uh, I think a lot of those things we hear are urban legends. Um, again, I'm not going to tell you it's never happened. I'm sure it probably has. Um, but, uh, but, you know, if you look over the candy, you can usually tell if it's been tampered with, um, you know, again, if it's an individual packaging and it's, it's sealed up, you, you should be okay. But, but just be aware, you know, as, as you're looking through the candy, make sure if it's, if it looks like it's been tampered with in any way, just discard it and, and go on to the next piece. Do you have any last big safety tips of parting words for, for Halloween? Uh, the main thing with Halloween is, you know, have fun, have a good time, but just temper that good time with with a little dose of common sense and, you know, use your heads and that way it can be a safe uh, experience rather than a tragic experience. Great. Well, thank you for talking to me, Tom. Absolutely. That brings us to the end of this week's show. You can stay up to date with the Kingsport Police Department across social media channels. Just search for Kingsport Police Department. If you like the show, let us know. We'll see you right back here next week. Happy Halloween!